Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, the podcast that has finally, after a period of, it must be about two and a half years, it must it, be. It, oh, it's finally, we are all in the same room. Yeah. I know. It's like a reunion and, and in the cinema. Yes, where yes. We first met. In the cinema. Yes, I know. I mean, obviously, if you're on YouTube, you can see how far apart we are from each other. Uh, but if you just listen to this on audio, we are actually sitting within touching distance of each other. Because even before... We won't, because we're all sticky. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all cling like Velcro to each other if yeah. we get too close. If we get too close. <laughs> if we get too close. That's, because if, if you remember, I mean, because we've always been doing this remotely anyway. Yeah. And I think we've always been, ever since we started, we've been doing it remotely because I left the island. But we're now here, kind of like in the birthplace of this podcast, because this is the first place that we all met. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's, a, it's, it's just a little bit emotional. Just a little bit emotional. All right, cool. So... We have taken a, a couple of weeks off because, obviously, the last time we did a podcast, we were talking about looking forward to what was going to happen and whether uh, we're going to have the Euros 2020 final. And we had the Euros 2020 final, and we finally found out what kind of drunkenness the country was going to have to recover from. <laughs> yeah. So, so we've done that. We've done that. Uh, Sean. Okay, Sharon, I know that you were probably just trying to avoid people and avoid all, all the fury that came after that. I watched the. I did watch the final. I, every, it gets me every time, you know. I say, I'm not going to do it this time. I'm not going to watch the football. I'm not going to get all geared up and <laughs> sucked in. And, and then, like, up. oh, and then again. Yeah. And then I, was, I ended up watching the, the last bit of the semi-final. Yep. And then I thought, I'm not going to watch the final. I'm not going to watch it. And then I came in and was like, okay, let's watch the final. <laughs> and so I watched it with my brother. And it was just as devastating as, as every other time I've ever watched the finals and <laughs> semi-finals is in the past. Uh, it was further than it has ever been before for a while. Yeah. Well, 50, 60 years. In, in, in any of our lifetimes. In any yeah, of yeah. Our lifetime. Well, yeah, no, in my lifetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in any yeah. of our lifetimes, it's further than they've ever been. And, um, and Sean, how about you? How was it for you? Me? Yeah, I mean, you sort of, they start, oh, I've got, I, I could go on for ages about this, but I'd just say, well, I don't know why we didn't continue playing how we played that first 20 minutes they did the they do that I've seen that so many times in so many sports and another sport is American football and they go and do this thing get the lead sit, on, it, sit on it and they, I mean in, in American football they call it the prevent defense right you know instead of so instead of playing what they were and winning the game two years running Houston Oilers in the in the playoffs right they were like 40 points ahead at half time and then they decided, they come out the second, but all the time they were pressure, pressure, pressure. And then they come back and they sat back. And John Elway, who was a quarterback at the time, he just picked them apart. Both years, both years, and just absolutely, and, got, and they went on to win the game. I think you've got to do what works. You just keep working. Keep going. Working. Can you explain, because you know more about football than I do, why wasn't that Italian guy who yanked that young player over given a red card? Uh, well, should have what been, do really. you have to do to make it from a yellow card to a red card? That, that, but, I mean, there's a lot of debate. That should have been a red. That really should have been a red. Because I, I think I, he could have been injured, that yeah. young lad. Yeah, and I just threw thought, him almost, didn't he? Yeah. I, I, I didn't watch, watch it. it. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I didn't <laughs> watch it, but, but I, have, I have seen all the pictures. I have seen all yeah. the pictures. And just in right. case you're wondering, yes, yes, this is Netflix or Cinema. We did promise you movies, <laughs> and we will get there. That's but it. this is important. Yeah, this is important. <laughs> so, yeah, so we should have carried on. I think the teams, if you're doing something and it's working in any way, shape or form, you carry on and you don't change horses in the street. 
but yeah. maybe maybe uh, the wisdom of the coaching and stuff the different. What do I know? I, yeah, I, I do have to admit. I do have to admit that when um, because I wasn't watching it because I was refused to watch anything because the tension just gets to you. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I, oh, could, I, could, I could feel the tension. That's why I don't want to watch it, and then I do every time. Yeah, I, could feel the, I could feel the tension without even watching it. And I could, yeah. hear, my, I could hear my neighbors next door, and when they yelled in the first like four minutes or something, and I actually saw the, and I saw the score, I was like, they need another goal. <laughs> I was like, we need another goal here. But anyway, that is it. That's enough about it. Um, we, we've yeah. gone through, hopefully we now, we now have the Olympics coming up. Olympics mm. and then World Cup. The World Cup, World Cup next year, yeah, we, we have a, we have a bit of a way. But I know even um, Ash, uh, Anna, Anna Bishop Yara, she was saying that she was she was because you know Sean in one of the previous shows you were talking about how like there's you haven't been able to watch anything in the cinema because there's just so much football on. Yeah. And she was saying that yeah, the, she's having the same problem that you have the playoffs and then the Olympics are gonna come. Don't don't know when you're gonna make it to the cinema. Just don't know when you're gonna make it to the cinema. <laughs> All right, cool. So now, but now let's get on to films. Let us get on to films. All right, sure. Just one thing with that um, microphone is you got to point it. That's all right. I was just doing it while I was while you okay. while you were talking. <laughs> cool. But I will point it at me when I'm gonna talk. All right, cool. So we have so we have had this problem. I mean, another reason why we it was kind of good that we took a week off is that there wasn't really anything new in cinemas. No. There wasn't really anything new in cinemas at this point because obviously we had Fast and Furious Nine. Everyone is running from that. Then we had Black Widow, and it seems like most people are running from that. So we have managed to cobble together, and I think we've managed to finally between the three of us. Watch the only new things that I've seen in yeah. the last couple yeah. of weeks, and, and so the only new things that have been in cinema is I mean I caught up with Black Widow, but that's by the by, and I think both of you went to see the Forever Purge. The Forever, okay, Purge. The Forever Purge. The Forever Purge in um, that was a, a preview screening, and you also went to see what's the. I went to see Deerskin. 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 All right, which is a French movie. Yeah. yeah. Was that on a preview? That wasn't a preview. Yeah, because yeah, I haven't seen that come out yet. Because I was thinking, oh, I would like to see that, and I haven't. I've got a feeling it might be one of those ones that, that maybe that won't come out. I'm thinking tickle you with it and then disappear. I think it might zip through. Yeah, the might be one of those that just sort of zips right on through, and you don't even realise that mm. it's here. Um, so um, because I didn't even hear about it until you said you'd seen it, and I was like, what the heck? What is this film? And I actually went and looked it up, and I think there was one. There was one third film that you saw, wasn't there? That, yeah, there was a third film which I saw, which was Escape Room. Oh, tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Escape room tournament is it, of champions. Is, is, it, is, is it obvious that I have no hope? Uh, <laughs> that, that I have like zero hope for that film. Oh dear. <laughs> I must have got as far as clicking on the description. I think I read about a third of the way down and went, I'm not watching that. It was our friend, our friend Happy John. Yeah. Happy John, yeah. Texted me and said, you know, should we go see it? And I said, yeah. And that was about the only thing that was on. <laughs> that we could see that fitted in with the time so we actually went to see and well yeah. I'm going to see Happy John tomorrow and I'm going to say what were you thinking well, yeah. <laughs> well, I think he quite liked it I'll tell you what I'm thinking about Escape from Terrorists of Champions right? this is the kind of film that I love like if okay let's, let's imagine for a second that we're actually like you know a proper media outfit and I'm kind of like you know the commissioning editor or something like that or is, we're a newsroom Escape from Tournaments of Champions is the kind of film that I would send Sean to go see just because <laughs> just I would want, to hear, I would want to hear the anger. <laughs> I would want to hear the anger and the vitriol that would come out afterwards. Like, how dare you send me to go see that? That's the kind of thing because it would make brilliant TV work, which I'm hopeful for. Okay, so, and at home, um, Sharon said you haven't... Managed. No, I'm still midway through a couple of seasons of different things. Okay. 
So um, they're, they're coming, they're coming. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, and um, although I have to say, I have to say, um, you might be happy to hear that Clarkson's Farm has just been commissioned for a season two. Oh, right, yes, I enjoyed Clarkson's Farm. Oh, that was Farm. good. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, good news. Yeah. yeah, I managed to catch up with that one. Oh, did you? We'll have no, to no, no, I didn't manage to catch you up didn't with that one. You didn't catch no, up with it. But oh, okay. I, did, I did, did like the look of it. So. Oh, it's just so much, though, isn't it? Yeah, there is a lot. lot. There is a lot. And Sean, you might, uh, there is a lot so much so that I had to make a note of what the thing, what were things I yeah. have actually seen. Because so, I've, I've seen... I've, I, I definitely saw some other stuff, <laughs> but for the life of me, I can't remember what it was. I just think where it's been these sort of hot, sticky nights, mm. I just haven't yeah. wanted to just mm. sit and watch telly. Yep, yep. I, <laughs> no, I, I, I hear you on that. I hear you on that. I think uh, some of my telly watching has been at uh, uh, has been at uh, you know three o'clock in the morning yeah. with a baby that doesn't want baby, to go to sleep. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we just plunk you down there, watch something with daddy. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, so okay, so Sean, you said that at home you've seen Loki. Loki, you yeah, I managed all, to catch Loki. Yeah, all episodes of Loki. I saw that as well, and I've got um, Motherland and Fatherhood. Decided to go with a sort of like a okay. parent yeah, yeah. theme. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We can see why. <laughs> parent theme there. All right, cool. So let's kick off. Let's kick off with the Forever Perch. So, okay. the Forever Purge, Sharon, if you want to tell us a little bit, I think you're going to be like our Purge correspondent, because I think the last time we saw it, there was a Purge movie out. I think both of you saw it as yeah. well. Yeah, I think I've seen all of them. Okay, cool. So, the Forever Purge, you just want to tell us, give us the setting, tell us what it's all about. Well, the Forever Purge is obviously a part of the, the, the Purge franchise, I suppose you'd call it, because there's been multiple sort of um, incarnations of it. Yep. And it's basically set at the end of the last official Purge films, um, the government, the new founding fathers had been brought down in America and they had done away with the purge. And then something has happened in the intervening years and the, the, the new, new, new founding fathers have decided that they're going to reinstitute the purge again. And so this is the first of the new purges that's starting. Um, and the setup before this, the, the, this, the night's purge is that it's now our characters that we're following are in Texas. And they are in a ranching community where there are um, immigrants, legal and illegal, who come in, they've come in from Mexico. Mm. And they're working in the restaurants, they're working in the ranches, they're working in sort of like minimum wage jobs. Yeah. And they're all a bit concerned because this purge is coming. But they begin to notice that there's this symbol has started to appear that um, are sprayed on walls, a bit like V for Vendetta. You've got this sort of underground symbol that is appearing on everything and as the film progresses you understand what the forever purge means so the film progresses like a normal purge film as in everyone locks down violent things happen people try to get in people get killed nasty things happen and then the next day during the cleanup instead of it going this is not a spoiler because that's the name of the film yeah, 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 instead yeah. of everyone going back to normal saying okay we've had our purge we're now going back to being lawful citizens again they decide no we're not going to stop we want to carry on purging. And so the next morning, when people should be feeling safe, they're all coming out of their homes, and suddenly it's like, nah, I fooled you. And then the violence continues, and it continues in the most obviously grotesque and imaginative and unimaginative ways possible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so we then start to see our characters not just fighting for their lives in the night of the purge, but then fighting for their lives in the potential world where there are no limits, yeah. where the purge find people to you know lawlessness for the 12 hours it's now they can't put the, that genie back in the bottle again yeah and so we then chaos ensues and we we watch our our a lot of running and screaming and bleeding <laughs> in the next hour and a half. Okay, all right, cool. There's a little bit of a hint of what you thought about that. Sean, what did you think about? What did I think about? Okay, well, I, uh, 
<laughs> I don't know really what to say, but I think Sharon said, said it really, really well with, with a lot of running around. A lot of th- there was it started off quite good. I thought it started off fair. I thought, oh, this looks interesting. This might actually go somewhere. And then it gradually, as the film went on, <laughs> it got more and more. Excuse the words, ridiculous. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I mean, so going from and something that's coming that, from a, purge a good premise. Film. That's coming from a, yeah, yeah, from a purge <laughs> film. You know, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, it started off really, really good. And it, I thought it was quite interesting. The one, I, I was suckered to think that one of the guys was going to be rather nasty, which turn, turns yeah. out not to be nasty. That was well done because that actually... Yeah, because uh, you thought he was going to start, start Yeah, you thought he's gonna be, he was going to be like the, the nasty, purgy sort of person. Essentially yeah. Negan. Negan. Yeah, essentially yeah. a Negan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A quick Negan, I suppose. But yeah. again, it, got, it just went into farce, really, with them trying to you know motorbikes and things and running away and why why would you do certain things at certain times i think the film and, and shannon probably uh, say a bit more same as i think the film was thrown together really quick mm. because it's a bit of a social commentary on, i on think there's a lot of that i think it was quite obvious that this was a film made during trump's yes. election year I don't think it's a coincidence that you see scenes of like burning vehicles um, that look almost like news footage of burning vehicles that we saw during some of those demonstrations. Oh, like the Capitol, the Capitol, sort of like yeah. storming riots. And all stuff. those sort of things, yeah. And there's and there's the the wall of the Mexican Texas Mex Tex-Mex wall is strongly featured in this film. Mm. And then there's a little bit of role reversal all the way through. Mm. So um, instead of cowboys versus Indians, you then suddenly get the Indians riding to the rescue. <laughs> or the Native Americans, but to yeah. use that parlance from the old films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you, yeah, you have the Native Americans who become. Let's not wait for the cavalry. They are the cavalry in this film. Yeah. And then you also have. Um, where's a safe place to go? Let's go to Canada or let's go to Mexico, Mexico yeah. because the United States is burning. And so there are a lot of similes, I think, and they're yeah. so blunt that um, they couldn't have been mistaken for anything other than. <laughs> A real uh, sort social of commentary about <laughs> Trump's America. Yeah, but there's also some things where they act as like as to use an expression as dumb as a fox, basically. Yeah, <laughs> it's like silly, what silly the things. Heck? Why would you do that? There's some things where you think, okay, the purge is over. But if something looks like a trap, smells like a trap, <laughs> oh, yeah. has everything set up as like this is a trap without having a sign on it saying this is a trap. Why would you go there and put your head in it? It's like you're completely that's, stupid. That, that's when it. That's that's, that's probably from that point <laughs> when and it, it sort just of went downhill. Yeah. Cause, cause so there are moments of yeah. like going, why would you do that? <laughs> You see that, 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 that? You just gave me a, like a, just an idea for a film. When the things happen, you just have Admiral Akbar come, come. It's a trap. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Go. All right, cool. So because obviously the the purge have always tried to be social commentary. They always yes. have like this element of social commentary in them. Yeah. And then as they go on, the the social commentary kind of. That, but it feels like the first one was kind of a small contained thing, but as it's grown bigger and bigger, there's a point where she goes, social commentary, and then, oh, that's your social commentary done. Now we want to blow stuff up. Yeah. Now we're going to try and be an action film. So yeah. it's, all right, okay, cool. So how many stars would you give The Forever Purge? Uh, you want to go first, Sharon? Well, I'm torn between the fact that it was, and there wasn't universally, it didn't universally suck. No. Yeah. Um, so it had some positive points. So I'm going to have to go with our old favourite again. I think I'm going to have to give it a three. A three. Because it wasn't, you know, irredeemably rotten. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were rotten bits in it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have to go. I go. I totally, totally agree with everything Sharon said there. Um, you know, there, it's just, just there were silly moments, and it was like, why would you do that? Why would you? But I think 
perhaps if someone had put a lot more thought into it, it could have been a much better movie. But I think it must have they yeah. must have made it really, really sort of super quick. That's the impression I got. It was like, oh, quickly, let's do this now. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. well it's still fresh in people's memories. Yeah, so. it's a bit like um, there's a film called Songbird, which is all about COVID nineteen, and I'm like. Well, from, I haven't seen it, but from everything I've heard, it's no good film. No. And um, but that that was like you think, man, this somebody must have started writing that script like straight, straight <laughs> yeah, away, off yeah. the bat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah, right. <laughs> there's a film in this. <laughs> it's like there's a film. So I'm right. Okay, cool. Let's do this. All right, cool. All right, cool. So that is the Forever Project. Kicked off the yeah. Forever Project. So now we go from cinema and we go on to um, Netflix and Friends. That's as I want. We go home, and I think there's only one place to start, and that is in Loki. Loki. That, that's only one place to start Loki. So um, Loki is the third third TV series on Disney Plus that Marvel have made that links into the greater Marvel Cinematic Universe. And obviously, um, if you've been following the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know that Loki showing up is a bit weird, but because of the events of Endgame, yeah. there's a bit where Loki does something, and this is the jumping off point of this series, season, where Loki grabs something, he escapes from his... He escapes, and then you're introduced to this new authority called the the Time Variance Authority. Oh, TVA. Yeah, oh, okay. the, the TVA. And so the Time Police. Pretty much they're the Time Police. And so Loki disappears. Loki disappears. And when he disappears, as almost immediately, this portal opens. These people come out in like, almost sort of like riot combat gear. They grab Loki. They take him in. And then he finds out that they take him to this place called the TVA where none of his powers work. Everything, and they tell him that he's a variant because they say there is a sacred timeline. And anything that goes off the sacred timeline needs to be proved. Yeah, you I love are, that word. Yeah. That's such a cool word that they use. And you can see why with the with the stream, yeah. the time streams like with, that. With, you yeah. have got to be proved. You've got to be proved because they have the, they have a timeline, then they have a branch going off it, and then yeah. the branch has to be pruned to keep the sacred so, timeline going. And that's where he meets he meets Owen Wilson's character, Mobius, who is kind of like this person who thinks that oh no, we can still use Loki, Loki can be helpful to us because they immediately Loki shows up like there's a judge Renslayer who just goes yeah prune him get rid of him <laughs> because, and was like, no 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 he could help us he could help us because somebody has been going through different timelines and has been killing our teens so we can use his help to actually find out who this person is so and th- there is this very kind of almost 1984 aesthetic about the TVA mm-hmm. where Loki goes in there and it's very very bureaucratic and he has to sign a he, they put a whole part word of paper in front of him and they say sign this to confirm this is everything you've ever said <laughs> and he's like what and then something prints out and he put another piece of paper for him that says what and he has to sign so, so I think the first couple of episodes there's only six episodes but it has a lot of fun with this whole idea of Loki being in this new world and who Loki is now and all that kind of stuff and it turns out that the, the essential I don't know how much I don't know no, you don't know how much, how much you want to say without giving spoilers but it turns out that Loki is particularly well versed to catch this person that um, that they're trying to that has been killing off their yeah. teams so, but then as the thing goes on it goes on and it just seems like a lot of fun and then they keep having this whole thing where they cast really good people in yeah, tiny roles like Gugu and Batha Roll like Rumi Musaku oh, wow. like, like Sasha Lane <laughs> they're all in tiny roles and you're like there's a reason that this person yeah, is in here. Yeah. And, and you, you Would they f- waste them on just that when they're... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but this is the thing with the Marvel Cinematic Universe because Loki, the show, tells you more about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the way they're putting it. And that's what I said at the beginning that 
Kevin, well, not Kevin, um, Owen, Owen Wilson was pretty much playing Kevin Feige. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, because <laughs> the way I looked at it is like in the Marvel Cinematic Universe so far, there's so many times they could have gone off on all sorts of these weird yeah. angles. And if you look at all the fan theories, they'll say, oh, they should do this, they should bring this, bring <laughs> that person and do that thing. And Kevin Feige is kind of like the person who's just pruning all of these other things they could go off and say, no, we've got to stay on this, we've got to stay yeah, on this sacred topic. There's t- too much yeah. going, feathering them. To be honest, I really, I, with, with Owen Wilson, I'm a bit like that I'm a bit yeah. hot and cold but I really liked him in this it's I all about was, how you use it it's yeah, all about it, how and you he use was it. used really really well yeah. so, and, and I found him quite quite endearing really it was yeah. quite you know yeah. he was like the sensible one who yeah. yeah. Sometimes you've got to play to someone's strengths, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. It's like saying you can't treat them like they're like a universal soldier that they'll go anywhere because some actors just aren't. Yeah. They, yeah. they have a, a skill set it. and it's like you use uh, that to its best. The way I put it is I remember the film critic Barry Norman, he once said about Arnold Schwarzenegger, he said that he's like, he loves watching Schwarzenegger movies, which you wouldn't think because he's a highfalutin yeah. film yeah. critic. But he says because Schwarzenegger is like a human special effect. Yeah. And as long as you use him properly, <laughs> properly yeah. you can That's have a great it, yeah. film. Yeah, you can definitely. have a great. And, and I, I think, think, I think Tom Cruise is like that as well. And I think I, we've had yeah. this discussion. I think it was you that picked up on yeah. that. That Tom Cruise, with a good director yes. and a good, yes. can, can produce good movies when it's his, it. when it's himself. When, when <laughs> it looks like he has too much power, then it, it goes yeah. off rail. Yeah. It goes off the rails. So, so, oh, okay, what was I talking about? So, so with this, oh, and I think, I f- yeah, I feel like you know, he's, he's playing Kevin. Like Kevin Feige has been putting all these different things, and there has been all this talk about the multiverse that they've been going through, and I think Marvel have trolled people because people have been now Spider-Man Far From Home we're going to have the multiverse <laughs> and they got ah, ah yeah, we got you we got you and there have been all these, uh, these things and I think with WandaVision and they, you know Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madnesses and I have gone on record as saying I do not like the idea of the multiverse because I think that's when the writing gets sloppy yeah, yeah. I think yeah, that's when you could do anything you like but you can do no anything you ever like no consequences nobody ever dies yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. You, it's, someone is like oh no that wasn't right that was another variant or anything like that and Marvel, they have come up with possibly the only thing that I would... Like essentially, in the way that they've done it, the way they tend to do things is that they've built it in such a way that where they're going makes sense. Okay. Where, where they're going makes sense. And they have a lot of fun with it. There's a bit because... Let's put it this way. There's many different Lokis. And there's a point yeah, where I'm, Tom Hiddleston's oh, no, Loki... I was going to say about that. My, fav- my, my, my favourite sure, episode... Yeah, my, my favourite episode is the um, one where they fight the lioth, you know? Yeah, with yeah, the, yeah, with the, with the, the fight <laughs> with the lioth. With the and all that. And it is, to me, I, I mean, because the episodes varied a bit, in my opinion. Like, like you know, some were really good, others... Mm, they, but they, but yeah. that, that was the one. I think that was the penultimate one as well, wasn't it? was it? the penultimate and, one, yeah. And that was just, like, super, super fun. That was so good. That was it's like it's on my watch list. I have yeah, to say, gentlemen. Yeah, no, no, honestly, <laughs> I, I think I think they the TV series. I think okay, Wonder Vision loved it. Thor was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier had problems, but still really really good mm. going forward. Loki has blown has changed the entire game. So wow. essentially, when you look at the MCU now, what Loki has done has said that essentially there's new rules. There's new rules, and for everybody who was wondering. How are they going to top the whole Infinity Saga with Thanos and all that? Kind of, they've come up with something that very that well could do it. Do it. Yes, that yeah. very well. And in fact, yeah. in that last last episode, there's like even a conversation where things like that are, are yeah. actually like, oh, do, right. do, do come into it. Yeah, the, you know, that's they, a conversation. They come, in, they come yeah. into it and they sort of say, "This is where it's going to be going." Yeah. I mean, and it's it, what you can have. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, what, what you can have, and 
I still don't like the idea of the multiverse. No, I know. I still I, don't I, like I, the idea of the multiverse. I understand. But I am a bit. I'm a bit. I'm intrigued to see right. what they do with it next. I have. A, I have this. This show has given me a lot more faith. Yeah. Even though I had a lot of faith already in Marvel, <laughs> it's given me a lot more faith in how they tell their stories and how they want to go forward. Well, it sounds like Loki has done what Black Widow didn't do. As in, I didn't think that... You know, you've seen Black Widow as well. Yes, I have seen Apart Black Widow. Apart from that, the end credit scene, I don't think that Black Widow added anything to the canon. Added absolutely nothing. Whereas something <laughs> like Loki, it's actually adds to the canon and it takes the story forward. Yes. Whereas I think that was a was a prunable branch, I think, was you could describe Black Widow <laughs> yeah, as. Yeah, I, think it's, I, mean, I, I watch Black Widow and I finish watching the film, I'm just kind of like... Yeah, yep. whatever. <laughs> it, I'll tell you yeah. what it reminded me of. Remember when we saw Solo? A Star Wars story, yes. yeah, and solo a Star Wars story. I was like, okay, it was an all right film, yeah, it's all right. but it's it completely unessential. Completely, yeah. it does it, nothing. It, adds yeah, nothing. It, it, it does nothing, adds nothing. And I think Black Widow is a bit like that. Yeah. Even though I have to say one thing about Black Widow is I do feel as if the film, like the the first thing you see in Black Widow, I think was filmed last, if for no other reason, because of Ray Winston's accent. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> because at the beginning, at the beginning, when the film actually started, and they had the pre-credit sequence, yeah, like um. Oh, oh, by the way, very Bond. The sort of like the prequel is very very Bond sequence, and then this character shows up and he's like you know the Russian big guy and he's like yeah. he's like talking and I was like who is that? Who is that actor? I was like who is that guy? And I was I was seriously trying to figure I out who he was. I didn't think it was him either at the beginning. I did not think it was him. And then and then after I was like oh my god that's Ray Winston. Then I was like all right I don't know people are complaining about the accent the accent's all right. Then later on in the film when he shows up again you're like ouch. <laughs> <laughs> And I think that they filmed the first thing you see the film last because by that time he had a chance to work on it because later on you're just kind of like, oh, oh, Don't oh, bother. Oh, Why dude. Bother? Oh, no. Well, ow, ow, ow. You should have just done a Hunt for Red in October, done a Sean Connery, and said, yeah, yeah just accept I'm speaking Russian right now. This is, yeah, this is my <laughs> voice. Live with it. All right, cool. But, okay, so um, stars for Loki. It's... Whew, it's definitely a four. The question is whether yeah. it goes any higher. higher. Yeah. And, um, and I mean, the fact... I think... The fact that they have already said there's going to be a season two, which kind of makes me go, oh man, I, this is what I was worried about. Yeah. No one's gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's it's uh, and it, it, so I think I'm gonna go four because because of that. But I think they did a brilliant job in taking what could have been nothing yeah. and making it really significant. For, for me, yeah, I think it was very, very, very clever. As I say, I didn't enjoy every episode. I did. Yeah, have, some there, episodes there were, are slower so, than some others. episodes were, especially at the beginning. In fact, there was even a start when I was thinking, "Am I going to finish this? Am I going to finish this?" <laughs> I'm glad I did. I'm really, really glad I did. It was so good because, again, they seem to do that, don't they? They seem to have a, a really yeah. decent payoff at yeah, the end. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is Marvel like, are so brilliant at that. It is worth sticking with it. And are, are there some episodic end credit scenes? Because every now and then they threw them in and wandered, didn't they? And they threw them in. Yeah. There are end credit sequences, but they move the story forward. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a, so I think there's one particular end credit sequence that when they once they do it, it's like okay, Sean, you, it starts off with Loki waking up. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. when that end credit sequence, you're like, oh. they have this sort of way of going. Okay, now I really want to see what happens next week yeah, uh, because they were being released yeah, week yeah. on week by yeah. week. You're, I was like, I really want to see what happens <laughs> next week. Yeah, they did. And there's some characters that they put in there and the different versions of Loki. Makes it worth it. it okay, stay tuned yeah. then to some of it is so, genius. So, your so, score. so for me personally, I would, I'm going to give it a high three. It's not quite going to reach a four for me yeah. because yeah. I, I, I found it a bit tough going at the start. But, yeah. but it, the payoff was 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 yeah. was really good. So yeah, so right. I'm just going to give it a three. 
All right, cool. And that's it for um, Loki on Disney+. And now we go back to cinema. We go back to cinema and... Um, uh, let's see, what else did we talk about? Deer skin. Deer skin. Or that now. unmentionable one that I've forgotten already. Escape room survivors. Escape room Oh, no, champions. Tournament of yeah, champions, yeah. Tournament yep. of champions. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave that to the end because that'd be quite fun. Yeah, so right. let's talk about... Right, okay. Let's talk about Deer skin. Let's so about so all I know about this film, because after you said you've seen this film, and I, I know it has Jean Dujardin in it, who we all know from the artists, Artist. and I know that he is. He, it's about a man who gets a leather deer skin jacket yeah. and then this dead skin jacket essentially sends him on a murderous rampage <laughs> yeah it's, yeah that's along that so oh, okay. yeah it's 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 not what i was expecting okay yeah so basically it starts off there's you've got no real background story to to anyway he goes up and he says i want to buy this this jacket and this old boy pulls the jacket out of it he says there it is proper deer skin and he sort of says okay i'll, I'll buy that he goes oh by the way you can have this video camera as well if you want this is like a free video camera sort of thing so he's like oh okay cool and he goes out and he puts on he, put, he puts on the, and he's looking at himself he goes oh yeah it's like perfect lovely and he, so he's really admiring himself and he goes to uh, I, I should imagine it's the Basque region I don't know somewhere in France anyway up in the hills you know like a little village and um, he pretends he's like this film film producer and there's this young girl at the bar that says oh I love editing I love editing films I'm really good I want to be a film editor he goes oh right and he's been, oh yeah, first of all, the jacket, he's in the hotel, the jacket sort of goes, yeah, I'm, I'm the best jacket in the world, I want to be the only jacket in the world, so he's going to make, make time. And basically, and so, anyway. So, this, so, so the jacket has a voice, the jacket you, has you a hear voice. the voice, yeah, you hear the jacket okay. speak to him. He's talking, yeah, so he's basically obsessed, and then he, this, this girl is the editor, she, she gets money, because obviously he hasn't got any money to sort of finance things. And um, she buys him some deerskin gloves, like that. Oh, oh, right. these are good. And then there's a bit of a scene where like, in the hotel where someone has like got a deerskin hat who's who's dead so he's got like so he's gradually covering himself, <laughs> covering in deer himself skin. In deer skin. but all the other time he's getting all these people to like start off with to get these jackets he says oh i'm making this film what i need you to do is take all your jackets off put them in the car trunk like that and then walk away and the, the girl gets the things and she says oh it's great i love this stuff and then he gradually gets more and more because he wants a jacket people say no you can't have my jacket and all that so he does like Quite, quite gruesome things, should we say? It's quite good. He hangs about outside the cinema because his jacket wants to be the only jacket. Only in the jacket world. in the world, yeah. And it's yeah. It's quite um, an ass. Yeah, it? it is. It is. And uh, yeah, it's really, it's really, it's quite visual. And some of the, some of the scenes are quite, quite bloody, should we say? Quite funny as well, because he's, um, of course, and the skill that's editing the footage, she's obviously doesn't realise that. You know what's going on. So she's, she's escalating. She's like, oh, it's great. I love this stuff. I need all this stuff. <laughs> I need all this stuff. And <laughs> I, I won't tell you. The end is quite good. Oh yeah, there's a there's like this young lad that's watching me. He goes, "What are you looking at?" And he throws a stone at this lad and hits him in the head. Anyway, the lad runs off running, and that comes a bit later on. That's sort of early on in the film. Yeah. But something happens about that later. So yeah, but uh, it's all it's 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 a really it's a, it's a really really good film. It's a really really top film, Sharon. And I think. <laughs> if we get a chance to, to see it I, I would definitely love to watch it again and I do hope it comes to cinemas again because it's not like it doesn't move on fast but it's just really the scenes are just great you know especially in the hotel yeah and the jacket's on the chair there and it's like he goes he's like I'm a nice jacket and he's just at the time every time he puts it on he's like looking at himself and you know oh you like my jacket and he gradually covers himself in in deer skin so yeah um, it's, it's as I say it's it's very atmospheric, um, and 
funny. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's really quite quite funny. Yeah. So I don't know what else to say really about it. Much that I really really enjoyed it, and it was really good. And I wish you'd have come to see it with me because I'd love your idea. Yeah, on it. <laughs> yeah so. because I mean the thing with the the guy who directed it, he also directed a film called Rubber. Rubber. I mean, if, I'm not sure if you ever saw it. I, it was. No. It's a film, and the film Rubber is a film about a murderous tire. So it's essentially a tire. <laughs> this, okay. So I think this this guy, I can't remember his name, but it, it's, it's, it's... It's Quentin somebody, yeah, isn't it? Qu- Quentin, yeah, yeah. Quentin, same as, yeah. 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 yeah and, but he, he, he has this sort of surrealist um, thing yeah, about Yeah, definitely him. surrealist. Yeah, yeah. He has a, because the film um, Rubber is about this, it's a desert, and the film sits up, and then this, this tire gets up, and just starts rolling along, and then this tire, you find it has psychic powers, right. and then there's people who sort of like, you know, do things like they throw things at this tire or anything like that the tire just sort of like hunts them down and it goes and then the heads blow up <laughs> I was expecting that yeah I know <laughs> I, and I think if you're going to do a film that is that surreal you need to commit to it and you need to have some sort of element yeah. of Definitely. like of you need to have some sort of element of of, of yeah, like you know, there needs to be humor in it because you have to realize it's stupid, but <laughs> but at the same time, so, so it's, it's realistic stupid. <laughs> yeah, so, so it, it sounds like that this guy has he he, he nailed it again. Yeah, yeah, definitely, oh, definitely, hundred percent. I mean, there's a scene in it where he, like he's thinking, mm, what can I use? And he, he breaks the ceiling fan and gets one of the sort of fins. Yeah, and he's driving along the road, sort of sharpening it up. So you know, I can't <laughs> tell you what that means. And of course, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, it's great. It's, I mean, you, you you could see it sort of happening. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I know it's, it's surreal, but yeah. you could actually see somebody the, getting the, obsessed with something. Like that. Yeah, getting that obsessed. Getting that obsessed, and, the, and because of where it was out the way so much, it would have taken a while for any any sort of authorities to or to yeah. to figure out that the, this was happening <laughs> and, yeah. and come and stop it. So so we it seems to be part of a growing. <laughs> a growing list of, of clothing horror of fashion horror oh, it seems because, to be, it? because there's a film called In Fabric yeah In Fabric yeah I've seen that as well yeah it's yeah. In Fabric where it's, it's a woman who buys a dress and then the dress mm. slowly starts taking over her life or something that's right <laughs> I've, seen, I've read it in novels mm. where that sort of thing has happened where an item becomes possessed or it has a sort of certain something Ooh, the about that's, it. Like, that's like someone that's like the hands of Orlac, and I suppose there's a other ones where someone yeah. has their hands, you know, the murderous oh. hands oh, on yeah, their body, yeah, yeah. and like people well, have their hearts. Going that. back to the 60s, Torva Janssen wrote about it in one of the Moomin books, oh, where wow. the magician's hat, anyone who puts the hat on, strange things happen to them. Mm. <laughs> oh, speaking about her, there's a film being made, a biopic. Yes, being I, made a, yeah, I was in, I'd be interested to see that. Mm. All right, cool. I, I didn't even, I'd never heard about her because movements are over my head. But anyway, how many stars? This is, would we a, high give, four, yeah, this is a high four star. A, a high four star for DSKid. Yeah. By the way, I'm not writing down these scores, so somebody has got to figure out who wins by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who's listening to this, <laughs> write it down and let us know who won this week. All right, cool. So that is four stars for DSKid. And now we go back to. Um, uh, Netflix and Friends and this one is on BBC iPlayer it's a show called Motherland and uh, so as you can imagine from the from the title of the show it's essentially about a group of mothers so this is there's three seasons so far and I've watched all three of them so I'm, I'm, I'm essentially going all three of them because the good thing with British TV shows which people like Netflix and people like Disney Plus with Loki seem to get is like how long is a season? six episodes so that's yeah. it. none of this sitting around for 24 episodes not just to actually find like to follow one storyline so, um, so you can actually go through quite the, they're quite easy. 
And Motherland is about a group of mothers who are set somewhere in, there, somewhere in West London. So they're sort of middle class mums and it's about this sort of like hierarchy that they have and all the different things that they have to do when it comes to like taking the kids for this thing at school or taking the kids for this um, or taking the kids for or like you know getting this stuff ready for them to go on a school trip or getting this thing. And, so, and it starts off with one woman, Julia, and how she's trying to juggle being a working well, with uh, being a mum. And all the things she has to juggle. And I think the best thing about this show is the characters. So the characters are brilliant. I think Diane Morgan as Liz is particularly great. And they, they have, amongst these mums, you have one dad who's a stay-at-home dad. And everything he does is all about his children and everything like that. And he, and he, and he talks about, and, and essentially, he keeps trying to, like, essentially take on the mantle of, oh, what it's like to be a stay-at-home mom. And people are like, you can't do that. You're a, you're a man. Yeah. But he's like, oh, but oh, come on, why can't I do that? I want to be. And you can see that he's always trying to be in with the in-ground. Because even with these mums, you have one called Amanda. And she's, like, kind of like the queen bee. So if this was in the high school, because she'll be the prom queen. Right. And so, and so she's kind of like, you know, rules over everybody and she's always condescending to everybody yeah. and always trying to order everybody around. And you can see Kevin really wants to be in with Amanda and all that. And so the, you have, the, the great thing about this show is the characters and the interplay that they have and the kind of things that they get up to. But, but this is a show that I think has excelled at making a likable show about extremely unlikable people. <laughs> yeah, because Julia, even though you start off and the first thing you see is her rushing, trying to get to school to get her kids in there in time, and then she gets to school and she realizes that she rushed to get them in on a day when there was no school. <laughs> and she's like, but I need them to be at school because I need to get my stuff done. And so you, but but as, this, as the show goes on, you find out that she is a deeply unlikable person. She is a, she's like, there's things that she does, the way she treats her own mom, you just kind of like, what the hell is wrong with this one? <laughs> and but it still manages to make you make you feel something for them, makes you enjoy it. And I think the third season particularly, this was filmed during like during the pandemic, which I think is actually really really imp- impressive because the first scene of the third season is essentially a briefing at the school, and at the briefing at the school they have three lectins and they have like a yellow and yellow and green thing written on them, and they're, they're essentially making fun of a coronavirus briefing, but they're giving a briefing about nits and about how they, <laughs> they have like a nits infestation, and the way they the way they do it with the questions and everything, you're like, okay, these these guys they have seen the coronavirus they have seen the coronavirus briefings, they know what we're in, they're not going to refer to the fact that there, there is no. a coronavirus thing, but that but it's just like you know a good it's a nod it's it's a good nod and it's it's a good almost kind of like um escape from all the coronavirus stuff that we've had to deal so with. so how many mums are in this then Is it... okay let's see there's julia there's liz there's kevin who counts there is amanda um there is Anne. Anne is kind of like the put upon one who she's, she's she kind of like yeah. well she's kind of like amanda's amanda's sidekick slash punching bag oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and those are the main ones later on there is uh, Meg shows up, and it's. But I think that the the interaction between them is really good because I always find it really hard to review a comedy without trying to sort of like do a bad version of all the jokes, jokes yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that, that are in it. But it's. Uh, but um. But I would say Motherland is definitely worth is definitely worth a watch, especially if I think if anybody has been through that because I think. Uh, <laughs> Claudia and I, my wife and I, we're watching it and we're kind of going, we want to see what our future is going to be like. <laughs> we want to see what... This is to come. <laughs> you want to see what, what is to come. What is to come. You see all the different things and it goes into... And it's, but it does this really good thing. I think the BBC have gotten really good at, at doing a comedy that sometimes strays into drama and just, just is really, really true with some marriages that are breaking up and some people who are trying to present a certain kind of like image to the world, but 
really behind the scenes. It doesn't quite like yeah. that. The one thing I don't like about it is that it falls into this into this thing that happens in a lot of comedies where when you have a, a, a couple who have kids, there's the dads are useless. The dads are totally <laughs> yeah. useless, and it's all it's all on the mum. And I think that's lazy. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think that's really, really lazy. It's an easy target, isn't it? It's an easy thing to do. It's an easy thing to do. Like the cliche of the useless dad who can, yeah, yeah. who's always trying to go off on a on a jaunt with his mates when his kids need their nappies changed or something like that. But all, but there's some standout scenes in it that we still quote after watching it we're still quoting some standout scenes from it so motherland as a whole i would give a four out of five Ooh. yeah <laughs> uh, and i think sharon you you'd like this there's one particular episode that sent us all around lee mead all right yes <laughs> lee mead who was it who obviously played joseph and, and it was in a tv show and yeah. when he won the role of joseph on the west end but uh, but they know him because he's a nurse in Holby City. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and he moves into their neighborhood, and there's a whole <laughs> Halloween episode that centers around one of them trying to meet him, <laughs> trying to meet, and it's it's uh, it's uh, it's it's funny. It's really, be funny. Really. Yeah, we went to see Lee Mead at the Medina Theatre on the island. It, what? He, well, he was like, in what? concert, one of his concert tours. Ah. So yeah, we went wow. to see him. So there was all the Lee Meadites going on out there who were. Yeah. yeah, I found out it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. People like that curly mop. People love that. Love themselves some curly like, mop. Uh, the, the naughty's version of David Essex, isn't he? Basically. Oh, oh Hasselhoff. Cur- yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. Okay. Cool. So that is that is it for Motherland. Four stars for Motherland. And now we go to the film that in some ways we have been building up to. <laughs> to the film yes. that in okay. some ways yeah, 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 we, we yeah. have been building up to the crescendo of this film <laughs> for the entirety of this podcast, the entirety of this episode. Uh, and this is <laughs> Escape Room Tournament of I Champions. Feel like I should have some pick and mix for this. <laughs> yeah, 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 I think you're probably right. So, so okay, I'm, I'm not even going to... Okay, okay, let me try and give a little bit of... So Escape Room... This is a this is a sequel to the sequel, film Escape Room. Yeah, I, I I never saw the first one. Yeah, me neither. So. <laughs> and, and essentially, never essentially heard of the first one. It, it was that because Escape Room to me sounded like one of these things that was a. It sounded to me like one of these things where because Escape Rooms are big now. Yeah, yeah Everybody's yeah. doing Escape Rooms, and it sounds like one of those one-line ideas that somebody jotted on the back of a napkin somewhere where they were like, ooh, what if we had, like, you know, an escape room where it was, like, dangerous and it was, like, a horror movie that people had to escape from this escape room? And we're, yeah, let's make a film about that. Escape rooms are big right now. Let's do that. So that's why it started, like, and I had, like, so somehow this one has got a sequel. (laughs) Yeah, it's got a sequel. (laughs) Somehow it's got a sequel. It's called Escape Room Tournament of Champions. Um, I I, I have a feeling the plot might be inconsequential. Sean, tell us what you think. (laughs) Okay. Hit that button. Right, okay, so the start of the film comes and you, they obviously show clips from the... I mean, not that I've seen the first one, but they show clips from the first one and basically all these people got invited to to go, obviously, in the first one to go to this, this to competition. Room, yeah. It was just an escape room and obviously a lot of them had died, but some had survived. And then this one, pretty much, they just... This one who survived says, oh, you know, it's, it's not finished, it's not finished. We need to... I can't, I can't end it. I need to go and... Um, I need to need to do the end of it. She goes to see the psychiatrist, and the psychiatrist says, "Oh yeah, well, you know, you've got a fear of flying and all that." And we understand why you've got the fear of flying, which comes in a twist at the end. Anyway, cut a long story short. They're on a train. This, she, she persuades this boy to go with her, which obviously managed to escape the first one. And they're on a train, and it just happens to be in this train carriage. And there's certain characters in there. You know, you've got like a, 
a sort of punky girl and a leather jacket guy and someone who's a bit so you've got these characters that just happen to be in this one <laughs> and suddenly they go oh the train what, what's that noise and the train just, just uncoupled right so this one carriage is going off somewhere else and it's like oh the trains become uncoupled <laughs> do you know what I mean so they sort of tell you, what could possibly happen uh, yeah, this what, is a room kind of, we might have to <laughs> escape from it so, so yeah and then they're, they're, on so, wheels so that's the first thing so anyway this train's come down and all of a sudden it sort of stops and they get, get sort of knocked down and that. And they've all got, some of them have got these little marks and that. And it all turns out that they've obviously, all of these guys were survivors from previous, escape, previous rooms. escape rooms, you know. And they've all got sort of certain traits, I suppose, you know, like super strength or what, well, not super strength. Because yeah, that would yeah, be silly, yeah, yeah. but, you know, like you've got the strong one. And yeah. the, the one that thinks, the girl that thinks all the time, you know. The one who's going to sort of not puzzle. And they have to do these, exactly, <laughs> you nailed it. Well, all these puzzles, they've got to get out, so... <laughs> this electric coming oh we've got to get out of this and oh look there's words missing on this thing and it's like surely you would have noticed that like because I mean and everything like say, say you're looking at need there the E would be gone oh you've got to pull you've got to pull anyway so they get out obviously and then they get into something else and, you know there's all these other things going on and a couple get oh there's this room <laughs> there's this room with lasers there's this room with lasers and they've got to walk across tiles and they're like oh 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 you know don't do that there and if they tread on the wrong tile, these lasers go up and cut people in half. But yeah. there's two counters running either side. It's like a bar. Yeah. I don't know when they just don't go. <laughs> the counters. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, why would you spend? And they spend so much time in there. Oh, don't tread on that one. All oh, oh, there's a puzzle here, and it, it just all. Oh, it's just like you have got to be kidding. You've got to be kidding. So, yeah, and it goes on, and some people get killed along the way, and then and it all ends up. Yeah, and then they try to put a, a funny little twist in at the end, which. Oh, right, okay. Well, you know, makes your eyebrows raise a bit. So, <laughs> yeah, as you can say, it's pretty much silly, really. It's, it's, it's really, come really... Come back that's, escape room tournament yeah, of champions of champions. That's a stupid thing. It's like... Champions champions. Oh, look. That's, oh, look, that's electric. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, that's electric. They're telling you. They're sort of telling you what it is. And it's, yeah. it's, it's obvious what's going on, you know? Yeah. As I say, and it's like, why would you say that? Oh, that's hot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh look, that's hot. Oh look, that's handy. That thing, that thing there is going to work out just right. Oh look, one of these tournament of champions is just lucky enough to to have a that she doesn't feel any pain. So you know that comes uh, in, that comes in really handy with some certain. Oh, that's handy. That that's handy really then. really handy if you need to. You know. Yeah. What are the odds? Cup, what are the odds of that? You know. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. has got his head in his hands, that, that, and that's exactly. Because this, this is what I was expecting. Because I was, <laughs> there's something I was. There's a. I can't remember. There's one I saw recently yet. That I remember. Oh, I think it was a quiet place too. Because a quiet place too. Even with the problems that that Problem film had, there yeah. were certain things in it where it managed to make you feel tense. Hmm. It managed to make you feel what the what the what, yeah, the, what they wanted you to feel. Yeah. What they what the, what the stakes are in this, and I felt like this is the kind of film where they won't try and make you feel what the stakes are. They'll just tell you. They'll be like, oh, this is really dangerous. <laughs> That's it, yeah. <laughs> and there was no character development at all. Nothing at all. And uh, just irritating. It was really, really irritating. So, yeah, no, you're exactly right, Toes. That's it. Oh, okay. so, so, so how many stars would you give Escape Room? Uh, Tournament of Champions? It's got to be... It's got to be... <laughs> I can't, I, I'd seriously... It's got to be one of the, the worsty ones, so oh. I, I, I'll give it a two. A I'll two. Give it a two. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll give it a low, low two, because <laughs> it was just pretty, it's just pretty like damn poor. Two. Yeah, yeah I, I couldn't think of any redeeming it. features in it. You know, like with, with some <laughs> things, there might be a good start and then it go falls down, but this, right from the go, right from the word go, was like, do you know what? 
you, you, rubbish. That, the, that's that's two hours. I'm not getting back. Yeah. So so okay, you went to see this with Happy John. Happy John. Yeah. Happy John dragged you along to see this. Yeah, I wouldn't say drag, but yeah, it was it was uh, it, it was his was, idea. Uh, it was yeah, his but, idea, and, and, and it was for something to see as well. It was something okay. to see. You know, he sort of hinted that he sort of gave me a hint. I thought, yeah, I'd see it because sometimes you got to see a little bit of badness, I suppose. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was something to do as I'd not seen, and I was hoping that it would be as bad as I thought it was, so that I could come on there and, <laughs> and let you guys know. You had something to so, so about. okay, what did Happy John think of it? Meh. <laughs> he's very non-committal, isn't he, with yeah. everything? Really, he's he's very much. Uh, he, he's going, yeah, it was alright, <laughs> you know. So yeah, but it was a meh. I think I think probably because I was so vitriolic about it, probably you know. But he, he might have enjoyed it. I don't really know. He never. He didn't really give me any indication <laughs> whether it was good or not. So was this kind of like you no know, short? Was this a fidget? Not quite a fidget one. Oh, I right. thought I, I constantly oh. tried not to do it, but it was a at times laugh out loud one and okay. I think the other people must have thought well I was actually it was actually physical laughter it was <laughs> it was total total physical laughter You're like, I was in hysterics yeah uh, at some points I thought it I sounds, cannot believe you just it sounds a bit like me watching Fast and Furious 9 yeah because there are bits where I was laughing at the film and I was laughing at I can't believe how ridiculous that yeah, is yeah. I cannot believe <laughs> it's not that something on the screen was funny it was just like I couldn't believe how how ridiculous what it was I was watching was alright cool so that is two stars two stars for Escape Room Tournament of Champions I think I think Sean you've mellowed a bit because I was expecting a, I was expecting a lot more <laughs> than knife sharpening yeah <laughs> I have I think I think both ways really I've gone I've talked measured my extremes a little bit <laughs> alright cool and um, now uh, we get to our final film this week and that is Fatherhood this is on Netflix and this is um, Kevin Hart who is pl- it's a film that's based on a real memoir of a guy called Matt Logaline, I think it is um, who um, he wrote a story a, a book called Two Kisses for Maddie Maddie's his daughter and it's all about the story the true life story of his wife who she gave birth and then 27 hours after she gave birth she was dead Oh golly! Oh, my yeah, goodness. yeah. So it's That's like, not nice. yeah, and it was in. He wrote this book as a memoir to just sort of like to remember his wife, to to for his daughter, to and just um, and essentially chronicling his life as a single dad, yeah, as a single dad bringing up his daughter. Not just a single dad, but a single dad of a brand new infant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, single dad from a brand new infant. So what he has to do to try and keep his um, his the memory of his daughter alive. The title Two Kisses for Maddie is the way he he puts it to bed every night. In that he gives her one kiss from me and one kiss from mummy. Mm. That's that's the that, that that he does so that he she always remembers who, who her mum was because obviously she never knew her because yeah. her mum died twenty seven hours after she was born. And that's how the film kicks off. So the film kicks off with um, I think it's it kicks off with Kevin Hart at a funeral and he's he's given a eulogy. He's giving a eulogy and you then they go back and flashbacks and they tell the story about the fact that they're expecting the first kid, everything that goes on, and then his wife has an aneurysm and dies and that and it's yeah, and it's like it's about everybody around him and it's about everybody around him. Obviously it's Kevin Hart and Kevin Hart is known for being a comedian. Yeah, yeah. And I'll say quite a brash one at that. But he's showing he's showing some dramatic chops in the last couple of years with like in the upside and stuff. There's sometimes when he's shown stuff to say he can do. Mm. He can yeah, do there's something. more so, to me than. It, the, there's more to me than just a little guy that can. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There's more to me than that, and and so in this film you have Alfred Wardard who plays his mother-in-law, so his wife's mother, and it's how she's like, no, you cannot do this. 
you cannot raise this child yourself. You need to leave, I think they're in Boston. You need to leave Boston. You need to come back to Minnesota where we can raise this kid there and we, she can give her family because it's just going to be you and your friends. And his friends are played by Lil Ray How Howry and Anthony Corrigan. And Lil Ray Howry is playing the character that usually Kevin Hart would play. Right. So the one who's always trying to make a joke out of every situation, who you have some scenes where you feel like a lot of things he's saying that improvised is just trying like, you know, get stuff out of it. And, yeah. and it's, so he's a character that can get a bit annoying after a while. But you do have, but he, he also does provide one of the most heartfelt, funny moments in the film. And it's, so, so and it's, it's just really a film about this guy trying to figure it out, trying to figure out parenthood. There's a great bit that shows up even in the, it shows up in the trailer where he goes into a room, it's a, parent, a new parent group, and it's all women there. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry, excuse me, this is, a, this is a group of new mothers. He's like, oh, no, 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 it says new parents on the door, and I don't have a clue what I'm doing. He's <laughs> like, it's like, I don't have a clue what I'm doing. He's like, look at the, this girl, there's stuff that's flying out of her butt. I don't even know what it is. How do I do this? How do I put her to sleep? And, he, and so you have all these bits where it's, it's, it's about him trying yeah. to figure it out. And then you go all the way from when she's born to around about when she's four. And it's just about this man trying, in his words, trying to do, wife by, do, do right by his wife. Yeah, yeah. Do right by his, his wife who's dead because he's trying to sort of like go, yeah, I want to do right. I want to. And, it, and it's really, I, I really like this film. I really like this film. I think it's good to see Kevin Hart do something else. There's some bits where they try and shove the current comedy in through Lil Ray Howery, which I don't really think worked that well. But I think, generally speaking, it's a bit of a tearjerker. It's... It's a little bit hallmark. It's right. a little bit, okay. yeah. It's a little bit hallmark. But generally speaking, I think it's I, I quite liked it. I thought it was quite good, and I would give it. I think I'll give it a three out of five. Yes. But I, I would recommend. I would recommend. It, it, essentially, it made me want to go find out about the real story mm. and about what actually happened to the yeah. guy. Yeah. When, when, when something like that makes you, I mean, when you find a film like that, that's quite good. Yeah. Research, yeah. yeah, you want you want to actually go find out the real story, what happened, and you want to find out what happened to Maddie now and where she is and all yeah. that. I mean, it was a bit Perception. like it was a bit like um, Emperor, you know, the Emperor yes, that we spoke yes, about yes, a bit yes, like yes. that. That made me want to research a bit more because yeah. you know I'd obviously heard of uh, John Brown, but you know Emperor, it was it was, it was yeah. so yeah, so oh good, yeah. So so I think that that's what I'd say for fa for fatherhood, especially one of the things I found is. Because obviously Kevin Hart is black, this is a, uh, is a thing with a majority black cast, but the guy who wrote the book is white. <laughs> and it's like his story is, is like, and so I was kind of, so I was kind of, okay, that's kind of interesting. I, I don't think you could have gotten away with it the other way around. You, you could no. have had a book written by a black guy, and then Tom Cruise goes, yeah, I want to play him. I'm going to do that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't get away with that. But it's, 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 uh, it's uh, interesting, but yeah, I'd give that a three out of five. And with that, we come to the end of this episode. Where I cannot. Think I, think I think Loki was a. Oh, sorry. Fours, two fours. Two fours, yeah. So. Motherland was a four. Motherland was a four, yeah. And. Fatherhood was fatherhood a three. Fatherhood was three. a three. And then we had two threes, a two, and you gave a, a high four, four though. Four, so yeah. I still think so, that um, home viewing was. Well, I think home viewing yeah. won this week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just snipped it this week. Netflix and Friends, I think, get it this week. Netflix, I mean, yeah. If for no other reason, because of Escape Room, Tournaments of Champions. Champions, yeah, that brought down the averages. Yes, but, you, hey. <laughs> anything but a champion. That's <laughs> Escape Room, Tournaments of Champions is anything but a champion. All right, cool. So I really don't know if anything is being released next week. No, I think we got Friday is the Suicide Squad, but that's Ooh. Friday. So, okay. but next, so, like Friday, as in yeah. two days from now. 
No, 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 no. Friday week. Okay, cool. All right. Friday week. Sorry. Because I'm guessing it's going to be the whole thing. Now the Olympics are here. So, I'm just looking at the posters. All of these posters are not next week. Mm. <laughs> August the, July the there is August the thirteenth. One thing on the Thursday though, I have I have booked my Sparks ticket. So, oh yeah, so, the Sparks so documentary. No, no, starts at six, the, the, six the, the Sparks documentary. So yeah, yeah. So that starts at six fifteen. It cost me a tenner, but ah, it's worth on it. On top of your unlimited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's okay well, because, because I mean, I was talking to other people who didn't want to go and see it, but if they're not invested, but Sparks have been yeah, been since nineteen seventy two. You see, now this is the thing. I know nothing about Sparks. But obviously, I've heard about Edgar Wright, and he's been banging on about this documentary mm. for... Well, it, it was supposed to be released, I think, before the pandemic. Right. Mm. So he's been banging about it for ages, talking about, oh, I want yeah, yeah, the Sparks thing. So it's made me, it's made me want to see this film. It's made me want to see whether, whenever, well, mm. whenever I get to see it, wherever that is, to see what this is actually about. But okay, until next week, when we'll try and figure out if there's anything, if, if cinema has any chance... Because I think the Olympics might mean mm. that we might yeah. not see... Yeah. Yeah. Mm. We might not see it. That's if the Olympics doesn't get called off because everybody seems to keep catching COVID. Yeah. But and <laughs> it's no spectators, mm. is it? So it'd be like... It's not like a dry Olympics, when in some it, Yeah, yeah. Prohibition Olympics. It, it, you think there's something missing. I, I'm interested to see how it works out. Yeah. I'm interested to see how it works out, but we'll see. But anyway, until next week, when that is, it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. Yay! Yay! You see, you can tell we've done this in person because that was the, that was the smoothest we've done that. Yeah. <laughs> the smoothest we've done that. Not over Zoom. Actually do something in person. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you next week.